it starts as a dream. And for these six amateurs, it becomes a reality this April. These six young men join the best professionals in the world at the Masters. This is a special presentation from the Back of the Range Golf Podcast. This is The Road to Augusta. And now, your host, Ben Adelberg. And thanks again for joining me here at the Back of the Range for this special presentation, The Road to Augusta. Let's start this series off with the final amateur invitee, the 2020 Latin America Amateur Champion, Abel Gallegos. As most of you know, I traveled down to Mexico to attend the Latin America Amateur Championship at the Mayacoba Resort. The tournament was spectacular. How the Masters, the USGA, and the RNA came together to create such a special event. You know, they really do take care of the players. That seemed to be the common theme throughout the tournament. And while there is a winner every year that gets those special invites to the Masters and the Open Championship, you can't ignore the fact that the game is being grown in Latin America countries and this tournament provides incentive and support for that growth. One of the main reasons that I attended the tournament at Mayakoba was for this episode right here. I wanted to have every amateur in this series, but I didn't have a relationship with anyone at the Latin America Amateur Championship. Figured I'd meet the winner in the media center, introduce myself, get their contact information, and maybe a week or two later, we could chat on the phone and record this episode. The only thing that could potentially cause an issue would be if there was a language barrier. I don't speak Spanish, so what if the champion didn't speak English? Well, that ended up being the case, but thankfully and randomly, I met Paco Aleman in the media center. I told him why I came all this way, explained the podcast, explained the idea for the series, and how I wasn't exactly sure how I was going to get an interview with Abel Gallegos. Well, right then and there, Paco said, I'm affiliated with the Argentina Golf Federation, and I know Abel's family pretty well, so I can help you out. And just like that, we're in business. So the first part of this episode is my conversation with Paco, who I learned very quickly is an incredible player in his own right and a fantastic ambassador for the game of golf. Abel joins us halfway through the episode with Paco helping out with the translation. So it's a little different than previous episodes here at the back of the range, but I think you'll enjoy it. So let's welcome in Paco Aleman, the 1989 Argentina Amateur Champion, to the back of the range. Paco, thanks so much for joining me. How are you? How are you, Ben? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, I, I appreciate you, you doing the assist here on this episode. You know, the primary guest <laughs> the primary guest of this episode is going to be Abel Gallegos, the 2020 Latin America Amateur Champion. I was able to, to follow him down at uh, Mayacoba just a few weeks ago and was lucky enough to meet you there and you're assisting because um you know abel uh, doesn't speak english and well um that's the only language i have mastered so far uh, barely mastered but um but we're going to speak to him in just a little bit but you know i wanted to make sure i introduce you to the listeners of this podcast that are going to be following the uh masters in a in a few short weeks it's not that you're just contributing a little bit of um you know translation here but also you're very well connected with uh, golf and amateur golf in Argentina. So tell me a little bit about what you do, not just with ESPN to cover amateur golf, but what you do for uh, for Argent for golf in Argentina. Let you know, Ben, first, I would love to be the main guest here, but I am not. <laughs> uh, well, I'm uh, 59 years old, grew up uh, playing golf since I was a kid, 11, 12, old year kid. 
it was very strange for an 11, 12 old year kid to play golf in Argentina in the early 70s. Uh, but the game hooked me and uh, here I am after almost 50 years playing this crazy game. Uh, uh, I became part of the Argentine team for 18 years from the early 80s to the late 90s. Uh, won the amateur, the, <clears throat> the Argentine Amateur Championship uh, in 1989, uh, run it up three other times, and uh, playing a couple of Eisenhower trophies, a lot of South American Amateur Team Championships, and playing golf around the world as an amateur all my life. I got my degree in, in uh, computer sciences in Argentina, but uh, after working a couple of years on computers, I decided that I was there were so many people who love computers more than me. <laughs> and and there were few people who love the game more than me. So I decided to start a career in golf. And uh, a coincidence put me in radio. And after, two years after radio, I started working with ESPN in 94. And since then, I am the, the, the leading golf analyst in Spanish for Latin America. And uh, and became a member of the Argentine and Golf Association Championship Committee, 2005, six, something like that. Sure. Uh, and became the captain of the Argentine team in 2011. And uh, still being in that position for the South American Amateur Championship and for the Eisenhower Trophy. And last year... I had my first first experience on the Spirit International uh, outside Houston. Yeah, yeah, great tournament. And uh, good, great tournament, a great organization. And last year, I mean, this year, uh, I attended the, the Latin American Amateur Championship for the first time, and uh, I was lucky that Abel was part of the eight kids from Argentina who were there, and and luckily he he finished. Uh, holding the trophy. So Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, that's a, that's my long short story. Well, that's a great story and uh, you know, a lot of accomplishments there in in Argentina and, and sounds like you're just a great ambassador for the game and for all Latin American countries. You know, we were speaking earlier about this, you know, it was your first I didn't know it was your first time at the Latin America, it was my first time and just absolutely incredible seeing all these countries coming together and you know, we spoke about the fact that yes, Abel is is getting the the fruits of the labor of this tournament this year, he will be at the masters. He'll be at the open championship and he will have his name on that trophy for forever. But this tournament is not just about identifying that one champion for each year. It's about growing the game in countries where golf, as you said, is, is not the primary sport. And there's just not a lot of avenues for these kids to get onto a international stage. No, you're right. I mean, uh, the Augusta National, the USGA, and the, and the RNA are doing a great job. First with uh, the Asia Pacific Amateur Championship, and now with uh, the Latin America Amateur Championship since 2015, who was the the first edition in Buenos Aires, and uh, it gave it gave the the game a lot of exposure because. The tournament has live TV for the, the entire region, so it became the most important amateur tournament for the for these kids. Not only for the prize, because just the dream to play in the Masters is 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 the biggest dream that you can ever have. But uh, the to experience a golf tournament with the organization that the Latin American Amateur Championship has is uh, something really new for them because it looks like. Uh, this sounds 
ridiculous. It looks like a like a mini masters. Right. No, it it absolutely does. It absolutely does. And and just to kind of put it in perspective, you have all these uh, countries with their national foundations, national organizations that help get these kids. Um, you know, or not just kids, but it helps get the best golf stars of these countries to this international stage. Go back about, oh, I don't know, 20, 30 years when you were, you know, kind of in that era where you were, you know, you won the, as you said, you won the the amateur championship for Argentina in 1989. Just to put it in perspective, back in 89, 90, somewhere in that area, did you have any opportunity at all to perhaps go to play in a a British amateur or a United States amateur championship to get to the Masters? Those were really the only ways that you could have. Also, maybe the U.S. Mid-Am, but is there any way that, that you could have participated in something like that? No, the, of course, there, there was not. I mean, the only way, as you said, was uh, was that to have the chance to come to the States, try to qualify for the U.S. Amateur, or went to or go to England or UK just to play in the British Am. I did it a couple of years for the British Am. I tried to qualify here for the US Amateur, but you know what the qualifying for the US Amateur are. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, 120 million people for two spots in every in every yeah. golf course. Yeah. So I lost in the playoff twice. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't know I was taking you down such a bad road. <laughs> I didn't mean yeah, to do that. Uh, yeah. One of, the, one of them was in a course that maybe you're familiar with, uh, Emerald Dunes. Oh, Emerald. Oh, gosh. Emerald Dunes. That's a, oh, yeah. That's down in Hollywood. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Emerald Emerald Hills or Emerald Dunes? No, Emerald Dunes right there in Okeechobee, right there in West Palm. Yep. Emerald Dunes. Oh, yeah. I know that place. Yeah. Yeah, that was in 1991, and uh, it was tough because I three-putt the last one. But I don't care. Uh, <laughs> nobody cares about it. You, 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 don't, you, don't you don't think about it except for every single day, right? Yeah, every single day. And, uh, but, uh, but, yeah, it was the only, the only chances that we had uh, in those early 80s or early 90s or uh, just to have the chance to go to the Masters or the U.S. Open or the Open Championship was for these kids to have this chance. And when I start listening that, uh, the first thing that I heard about this championship was at the Masters in 2013 was the first meeting just to put everything together to start with this tournament. And I thought to myself, wow, if I had that opportunity, if I would have the chance to play, I mean, it would be great. I mean, it's it's something really big. Yeah. How how big now that, you know, you have players like Emiliano Grillo and you have Angel Cabrera, obviously, who won the Masters, won the U.S. Open. Um, how how much bigger has golf uh, become in Argentina over the last, you know, maybe 10, 15 years? The, the game was small until the, the late 80s, uh, early 90s, when uh, ESPN arrived in Latin America. Uh, Latin America was the first ex- experiment for ESPN outside the United States uh, and you know when you have TV involved everything anything grows sure so and the game of golf start growing with the TV in the late 80s early 90s and uh, now we have many more golf courses more golfers and uh, the exposure is uh, is really big right now, especially in the big tournaments, especially in the majors, and especially when when uh, when Un- when when Uncle won the at Oakmont, and of course when he won and when he won the Masters, so the front page of every newspaper, 
uh, headline news on every uh, news channel in Argentina. I mean, it was big. But uh, for us, for our region to have, we need a, a super superstar just to keep the media interested in the in the in the game. Right. And it hap- And best example was Lorena in uh, in Mexico. When Lorena started playing, media didn't know much about golf. Lorena had to teach them about what is golf, how to cover it. And when he became the number one player in the world, when she became the, last, the number one player in the world, everything exploded because in our countries, if you are number two, no, you don't, you're not matter. good. Doesn't matter, you man. are not good enough. But when you are number one, wow, everything became uh, really different uh, in terms of the, the, the interest for the people, the interest for the media, the interest for the government, the interest for everything. Right. Uh, Interesting. But yeah, it grow, it, it, from the early 90s, the, the game started growing a little bit more. Interesting. Now, you've, you've covered the Masters previously. Can you take me back to when you were there for the first time to cover the event? Uh, obviously, you're not, you, know, you would have loved to have the opportunity to play uh, in the tournament, but just being there to cover it and seeing, uh, you know, seeing the Masters firsthand, I'm guessing had to be pretty emotional being there for the first time. It was. It was. It was 1990. My first Masters coverage was in 1995. It's a good year, Ben Crenshaw. Yeah, it's a good year. And I was there 94, but covering, not for ESPN, but covering for a newspaper in Argentina and the radio station in Argentina. Uh, I was lucky enough that a good friend like Jose Maria won that year. Uh, but 95 was the first year for the Masters. But the first year that I went in was 94. Uh, I was totally in shock when I saw the, the place for the first time. Uh, I always tell my friends in Argentina, uh, the Agosta National is so beautiful. And when you watch it on TV and when you watch it on site, it's so different because TV doesn't show you the, the change of elevations. TV doesn't show you the... the the, the tallest of the, 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 the trees and right. the, 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 the echo of the ball when you hit the second shot on number 10. I mean, there are so many things that the TV cannot show you and uh, you have to go. And every people that, every guy, every friend that goes there, find me as a listen, you were right. This is so different. And it's a, it's a shock to the system, you know. Uh, and I, I was fortunate enough to start going there in 94 and every year since and I saw the evolution of the of the club I saw the evolution of the of the tournament I saw the, evolu- the evolution of the the facilities that uh, Augusta National has right now that are totally different that, that was what they had uh, 25 years ago before we have a bell join us let me ask you a little bit about him you know 17 year old kid from Argentina you know, I'm gonna ask, we're gonna talk about the town he came from. Uh, he has the invite to the Masters. He has the invite to the Open Championship at Royal St. George's. From what you know about him and his game, you know, obviously weather conditions could play a huge part in both tournaments. But if you just looked at him side by side, calm weather at each one, which one do you think his game is more suited for? Uh, oof, that's a good question. He went, I think it was 
two years ago, yeah, he was 15. I think it was 2018. He went to play the Junior Open uh, near St. Andrews. And for the first time, he was in the, U- in the UK. And with, uh, I think it was with 14 or 15 holes to go in the last round, he was leading. He made a mess at the end and he didn't won. He didn't win. But uh, for the first time, it was a surprise for everybody that he was doing so well. And uh, But also, he is a powerful kid. So he has the game to play well at Augusta National. I don't know if he's going to play well or not. Sure. Because there are so many circumstances surrounded your your first shot on the first day on Thursday. Nerves, people, I mean pressure everything but uh he can he can have some fun uh, on the grounds of uh Augusta national yeah i uh, i remember following him in the final round and i i believe the it was a hole that was uh let's see so 15 was that par three right on the beach yeah. so 16 yeah. is the par four dog leg right with water all down the right hand side and i watched him cut the corner with which i thought he did with a three wood and, yeah. and it was a hybrid after I looked closer. And, I mean, he took it right over that corner as he was leading that tournament, and there just did not seem to be a whole lot of fear in him. Do you remember a time when you kind of clicked in your mind that, okay, this kid has it, this kid might be a factor in this tournament? Because, I mean, it's the first time playing in this Latin America championship, and I'm guessing it's the biggest tournament he ever played in. Yes, he went, he was here at my home uh, in September last year. That was the first time I met him, because he came to Pontevedra uh, to yeah, play the junior, junior the junior, the junior players, and he stayed at home. And I had the opportunity that week to to know him and to know the family, uh, his family, and uh, I followed him during the rounds of the players, and uh, he I saw his potential. I never imagined at that time that he's going, he was going to win the, the Latin American Amateur Championship. Then I had it on my team on the South American Amateur Championship in November uh, last year for the first time also. And he played really well there. But again, it was the first Latin America for him this past January. But the way he played the last round, hitting 17 greens in regulation, Missing only two shots, the driver number one and the driver number uh, fourteen, he really impressed me. The way he played, the way he 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 walks, the way he hold the pass when he needed, uh, he really impressed me. Yeah, yeah, I think it was uh, sixty-seven in the final round. Uh, only player to finish under par in the entire tournament. So uh, very impressive. Well, Paco, thank you so much for uh, for sharing your story and how you are an ambassador for the game. Let's go ahead and bring Abel Gallegos in. Abel is the 2020 Latin America Amateur Champion. Abel, welcome to the back of the range. Congrats on this incredible achievement. Can you share with us what you're doing right now to prepare for the Masters? Bueno, muchas gracias. Y, y ahora estoy en el torneo de Sage Valley en el Junior Invitational. La semana pasada practiqué en Augusta y fue algo increíble. Well, Ben, he says uh, thank you for the the congrats, and uh, he was uh, he is right now at the at the Junior Sage Valley Invitational, and 
tournament starts on Thursday, but he was uh, on the grounds of uh, Augusta National last week for the first time. Then he says he was unbelievable. Well, I can imagine. I mean, that is golf heaven right there, and it pales. It well, it that's golf heaven. But try and compare that to where you started and where you learned the game at uh, at Las Melitas in your small hometown in Argentina. Bueno, sí, es es un paraíso en realidad, pero pero bueno, comparar con las mulitas no puedo porque prefiero las mulitas. Te digo que prefiero las mulitas porque es el club el club de mi vida. <laughs> yeah, he says Ben that uh, it's um, it's heaven on earth for sure for the golfers, but uh, that he cannot compare because uh, it's so different. But he pre he prefers las mulitas because las mulitas is his home club from since he was a kid and he's he had a lot of he has a lot of of joy when he plays there. So, how many family members would you say, or how many people are going to be uh, traveling to Augusta National to watch you at the Masters hit that first shot on on Thursday? La semana del Masters de 25 van 10 con familia y todo. Ah, okay. So there are 10 people, including uh, his parents and his brother and his, and his sisters and his sister and five other people from. From La Mulita's uh, friends of them. That's great. You know when when Abel when I saw you in the media center uh, after winning the championship in Latin America, you know you made it a, a very strong point to recognize your your family and how how important their support and and love has been to your success. Um, other than you, of course, who do you think is going to be the most excited in your group uh, at, at the Masters? Sí, como digo siempre, la familia, si no fuera por ella, no, no sería posible. Y creo que toda mi familia va a estar emocionada cuando me vea ahí. Yo siempre, siempre recalqué en mi casa que mi sueño era, era jugar el máster y, y hoy, hoy, podéndolo jugar, el, el jueves parado en el Tier 1, creo que mi familia se va a emocionar mucho. Well, he says that, uh, that yeah, the, his family was the most important thing that he has and that without the family support, there was no way that he was. He will be at, at the Masters next next month. But uh, he thought that the entire family will be really emotional because since he is, since he was a kid, his dream was to play in the Masters, and he told everybody at home that the dream was to play the Masters. So now that he has the opportunity, uh, he realizes that uh, the entire family will be very touchy by the by the moment. Yeah, and I can imagine just being incredibly excited after you won. And, and I mean, you won the, the Latin America just at the end of January. Of all the amateurs that are playing this year, you have the least amount of time to prepare. How do you, uh, you know, come down from that great achievement and excitement and then also get prepared? Um, you know, how do you, how do you emotionally get prepared for such a, a dream of yours? Sí, la verdad que después de de una semana movida ahí en, en 25 cuando volví, nada, era, era un sueño, hizo un sueño hecho realidad, pero bueno, ahora hay que dejar de sonar y, y ponerse a entrenar porque ya el sueño lo cumplí, ahora quiero llegar más lejos, pero nada, tranquilo desde, desde, desde jugar al golf, desde divertirme y, y salir a hacer lo que mejor sé hacer que es jugar al golf. Yeah, he says that the, the week after uh, Mayakoba was a crazy week right there in, in his town, And, but after that, he started playing golf again, trying to prepare in the best way. Now the dream is uh, right there, four weeks away, 
and he will take he will try to do do his best to be ready to to the first tee on Thursday. Uh, you've only seen. I know you played uh, last week uh, several rounds on the on the course, and I know there's got to be a lot of things that are kind of jumping out at you as things to kind of pay attention to. So hard to learn a course like that in such a short amount of time. But is there one thing that you're really concentrating on to help you succeed uh, at the Masters? Sí, lo primero, lo primero que, que decidimos fue formar una buena estrategia para cada bandera, porque la verdad que los grines son extremadamente difíciles. Y bueno, y después eh, ponerme bien fino con alrededor de green, que eso es lo que me está costando. Pero bueno, vamos a llegar bien preparado para esa semana. He went, uh, Ben. He went with uh, Hernán Rey, which is the one of the head coaches and uh, of the Argentine Golf Association. He lives in the States. He has a, an academy in the States. And all the kids that are in college uh, go there just to to practice with him. And Hernan was with him last week. And they have the pin placements for every round uh, from 2019. So the main thing, the main purpose for the practice was to have a, a, a plan to play for every pin and uh, the best way to attack every pin and, uh, of course, around the greens, which is the most difficult thing right there at Augusta National. He's trying to to be ready uh, with his short game for the for the Masters. Now, I know it's going to be hard to guarantee who you're going to be playing practice rounds with. I know it just it might be a little bit of a luck of a draw, but have you made any arrangements? Are there any uh, anyone on your wish list who you can play a practice round with? Sí, eso siempre siempre se piensa jugar con, con, los, con los monstruos de ahora, pero bueno, yo arreglé para jugar con el Pato una vuelta de práctica y bueno, después veré si, si alguno de los buenos, buenos me acepta en su línea, ¿no? Pero bueno, sí, es un sueño un sueño para mí jugar con esos, con esos monstruos, así que vamos a hacer lo posible para, para jugar con alguno bueno. At the moment, he has he already made arrangements to play with Cabrera uh, a practice round, and uh, of course, if one of the superstars has uh, <laughs> has has an open space in his line, <laughs> he will be ready to tee off with them. Well, uh, Abel, I have Tiger's phone number. Would you like it? Me muero, me muero si yo juego con Tiger una vuelta. He said he said that he's going to be crazy if he can. Has the chance to play with Tiger one round, but he doesn't know that it's going to be possible or not. Well, finally, Abel, I'll let you go. I know you want to get prepared for the junior uh, for the junior invitational at Sage Valley, but I just want to ask you really quickly here. You know the the Latin America Amateur Championship. It's such a great event that brings so many countries into the game of golf, so many young players into the game of golf. Have you fully? grasped i guess just the enormity of what that tournament is all about i know that you're the one that's going to get the the invite to all the great tournaments but do you kind of have a sense of how important that tournament is to the game of golf to latin america sí sí obvio uno va con con esa idea de que el ganador juega dos majors y bueno tiene una 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 presión extra pero bueno sigue siendo un torneo de golf y la verdad que yeah, he said that uh, everyone has uh, arrived there to with a dream to to win the championship and and have the have the opportunity to play the Masters and the Open. But uh, they are they all know also that is uh, the most important tournament that uh, in Latin America, 
and they are very thankful for the the organization and thankful to the people of the Masters, the RNA, and the USGA for the great show that that they put. Eh? Well, congrats on all your success and um, enjoy the Masters, enjoy the Open Championship, and uh, we look forward to following you uh, the rest of the summer to uh, to see your progress and uh, enjoy yourself. Have a great time. Thank you. And there you have it. Special thanks to Paco Aliman for helping out with the translation and Abel Gallegos for joining us during this special presentation of the Back of the Range Golf Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed in Apple Podcasts and Spotify so that you'll be notified on the next installment of this series. We'll see you again next time here at the Back of the Range.